Awaken to Hair Growth. Awaken to Hair Growth because there is possibility to get your hair back. Awaken to Hair Growth because we're not told that we're able to conquer and overcome alopecia. Awaken to Hair Growth because I want to be a positive light and beacon for you because I've healed my alopecia and now I help others do the same. With different types of alopecia, men, women, children of all ages, of all races and ethnicities. Welcome back, everybody. This is Alopecia Angel Podcast, Awaken to Hair Growth. Today, we are talking about how to date while having alopecia. And this is somewhat frequent concern because, you know, alopecia has has a way of coming up for everybody. I've had clients from eight months old to 73 years of age. And at any point in your life, you could be dating. You could be dating when you're 21. You could be dating when you're 31. You can date, you could be dating when you're 61, right? So just like alopecia doesn't discriminate with age, it also doesn't discriminate like when you get it. And you could be dating at any age. And this could be a situation. And for me in particular, it was a situation. I was dating when I I had alopecia and it was the beginning of alopecia. And yes, I was, you know, wanting to find my my true love. And in it and it's hard. And it's hard to to navigate these waters when you yourself are still trying to understand how to navigate them yourself, right? You're still trying to understand and comprehend what's going on. And so if you need to take your time, that's okay. Take all the time you need to reevaluate, to reassess and to almost get more information, right? Because the more information you know, then you're able to help them understand. And I will say, you know, when it comes to health concerns, not everyone is privy to your health and to that situation. And so that's probably one of the first things that I would say is evaluate who you're dating. If you're just, you know, having coffee here and there, getting to know people and being a social butterfly, well, then guess what? Not everyone is privy or needs to know. And, you know, they don't need to be having full disclosure of your medical history. That's how I feel. But if you do find somebody that you are interested in and it's, you know, it goes both ways and you are getting serious and you are talking and you are, you know, seeing each other and you are being exclusive and you are, you know, taking those steps to being more formal, then I would say, yes, it it is necessary for them to to know so that they can support you and they can, you know, be there for you in any capacity. And this would probably be actually a test, a, a beautiful test, really, of the relationship of how both of you support each other and how, you know, they can, you can, as a couple, be stronger together. And so, you know, I've had a question um, asked me before or somebody asked me before, like, if you're on a first date and you like the guy, would you disclose that you have alopecia? And I would probably say, no, no, I wouldn't. And why is that? Well, because I could like the guy, but what if they don't like me? What if it's not, you know, reciprocated, right? You, you don't know if they like you or if they like you for the right reasons. And so this is another thing, right? Because you want to make sure that your agenda is on the same page as their agenda. So if your agenda is just to have fun, that's great. Then you can just have fun and not even have to worry about alopecia. But if your agenda is to get married and have kids and, and you know, or maybe just to get married and, and, you know, to have a stable partnership, well, then that's totally different as well. And so you have to see what agenda, what mindset you're going into this whole dating situation and go from there. But for me, in my case, I was dating and I was getting to know people and I was being a social butterfly and I met my husband. And at the time, again, we were just dating 
And it was a little bit of long distance in the beginning. And then once we decided, actually, he told me, he told me that he wanted to get married. And I, I was a little taken by surprise, but at the same time, I was excited and ecstatic and thrilled about it. And so once we we discussed that, literally four months later, or five months, yeah, maybe three or four months later, I was uh, diagnosed in the salon by my by my hairstylist in California. And he had diagnosed me and told me, you know, Johanna, you have alopecia. And that was the first time that anyone had mentioned this word to me, the first time ever. And so I, I was very upfront with uh, my husband and I told him, he wasn't my husband at the time. We were dating, but we were serious. And we knew that there was a plan and we were going to get engaged and we were going to get married and we were going to do, you know, take the steps necessary to to do what we need to do to be together, to live, you know, happily ever after, so to speak. So in any case, once I got back from the salon, I, I, I composed myself because I was crying in the salon. I composed myself. I did a little more research and I was um, on the internet. I, I made some phone calls. I got, I went to go see a couple doctors and then I told them about it. And I was like, Hey, you know, I have this situation and um, it's called alopecia. This is what I know. And, and these are my thoughts around it. This is what doctors tell me. This is my next steps. So I came with him with a plan of action and he was very supportive with me. And he was very patient with me because if any of you are going through this, you know that there's mood swings, there's moodiness and there's, you know, fatigue and there's, you know, not wanting to, to do a lot of things. But at the same time, there's also concern and, you know, depression and anxiety and sadness and, and despair at times and angst. And so even though I try to muster the strength to, to be the best possible and to, you know, show a, a very positive outlook because I am positive and optimistic by nature, it still wore on me. And it was still challenging to say the least and, and very difficult many times. And so he was there, he was extremely supportive and he was able to, you know, take pictures and, and just to navigate every so, so often, every time I washed my hair or every time I, I wanted him just to check and measure visually to see if the spots were getting bigger or if they were connecting or if it was getting smaller or if there was hair growth or what was going on. And so he was able to help me navigate that. And he was able to, to just support me, you know, give me those extra hugs, give me that extra TLC when I needed it. And, um, to let me know that everything was going to be okay. And in one way I would remind myself that everything was going to be okay because I had the the deep belief that I was going to get my hair back. But when it came to dating and to dating him in particular, I was up front and interesting enough, actually, we, we had spoken about a lot of health topics prior to me getting alopecia. We had talked about, you know, fertility and whether we wanted children and this and that. And we, we talked about just a plethora of different topics when it came to health. And so Maybe it was also because he had some family members who were going through cancer. Maybe it was also because health became a hot topic in general for me and for him. And also because he is a professional athlete. And so maybe it was also because he was interested to see how he could upgrade his health. And so there was many aspects to health that we were talking about. And so when alopecia came, it was just like one more topic to tackle. And again, he was very supportive, but I was also very upfront with him. And not once did he, you know, did he change or did he, you know, change the way he looked at me or anything. And so I think that the take home message here is to be upfront with those who need to know. And those who need to know are a part of your inner circle. 
And I would say, if you have the experience of maybe somebody that you're dating or you're seeing shy away from the situation, then help them understand the situation with knowledge, with education. And if they continue to shy away, well, then maybe that's an indication that maybe they won't be as supportive as you think they will be for the future. And so this is something to analyze, right? Because when we go through hurdles in life and when we go through situations, you get to see the character come out out of people. And that's that's a good thing. You want to see the character and what they're made out of because are they going to shy away when it comes to a difficulty or a challenge or are they going to be there for you when you need them the most, right? I, I remember when I was traveling one time, I was traveling with two friends and we got into a motorcycle accident. This is back more than 20 years ago. And, but I still have the scar to, to, to remember this motorcycle accident. We were on a study abroad trip and all three of us, we decided to go, you know, search for these, you know, special beaches that were somewhere near the town that we were in. And so we, we got on some motorcycles and went along, but lo and behold, the motorcycles we rented weren't strong enough for our weight, nor were they strong enough to hold us as we were going up on an incline up a up a rocky off-roading type hill and there was no pavement it was all dirt road with rocks and we fell over and the muffler hit my friend's leg all the way down so from the knee down it hit her leg she grabbed the skin and the skin tore off and i had been actually in multiple little motorbike accidents uh in my younger years. And so I knew not to touch the skin. She grabbed it and she pulled it off. It touched, the muffler had also touched my skin and I didn't touch it. I just let it kind of blister because that's what you're supposed to do. Let it blister and, you know, it'll patch up over the next couple of weeks. In any case, I got to see then what my, how they reacted, how this friend and another friend reacted and, you know, what the next steps were for us as we were traveling together. You know, we were all sharing a, a hotel together. We were all traveling together as, as young 20-something olds. And so we ended up going back to town, getting the, the medical care that we needed for, for her, at least, not for me. For me, it was just a blister, a big blister, but, but skin was still there. With her, it was a little more raw and uh, unattached. So it was a different situation. But in any case, we went to go get the medical care and we decided to, to take the next bus out to, to go back to, to where we were. And so we did. And I'm still friends with, with, with one of the people you know, I actually lost contact with one, but in any case, what I'm trying to say is you get to see the characteristics of people at their weakest and also at their most vulnerable. And you get to see if they're ride or die friends or if they're ride or die partners and if you can count on them or not. And so when it comes to dating, I would say, yes, be upfront, be vulnerable, be open with those who, who you think have a long-term trajectory with you you know, if you see that you guys are on pace for a longer term relationship, then I'd say, yes, be honest, be upfront and let them know what's going on. If you barely just met each other and you barely just had this happen, if you feel the need to tell them, tell them, you know, be honest with your feelings and how you want to feel. Personally, I probably wouldn't tell them because you just don't know if that'll just fizzle out on its own or if alopecia would be the motive of why it's fizzling out. And so I like to get to know the person little by little. I, I don't necessarily jump in, but at the same time, we're all different. So I would say keep it as a needs to know basis until you are confident in the education that you have so that you can share that with them. And then also, also have them understand that 
you know, the steps that you're taking, because more than likely, if you're listening to this podcast, you're taking steps or you're about to take steps to heal and reverse it. You know, you're not going to be one of those ones that are just going to sit, you know, on this diagnosis and do nothing about it. If you're listening to this podcast, it's because you want to heal and reverse it. And so I commend you for that. And hopefully they will too. And they will support you throughout this, this journey of healing and reversing alopecia. And that's what you want. That's what you want out of friends. That's what you want out of family. That's what you want out of a loved one, out of a, out of a partner, right? You want that partner to be there for you in good times and in bad. And alopecia is a diagnosis, but it's not the end of the world. You can heal and reverse it. And so the key here is, is to be upfront, is to be honest with them and to also have your intuition guide you. If your intuition says not to say anything and just like wait and see what happens, then, you know, take it day by day. If your intuition says they need to know so that they can help and support me so they can understand that if I'm having a down day or an up day or, you know, a weird day where I'm off personality wise because of of going through this turmoil of going through this traumatic experience on my own, then maybe they can help me and understand me a little bit better and have patience with me, right? Because that's what we're needing. And so this way too, they can have the patience, they can have a little more TLC and they can support you because this is what we want. In terms of, in times of need, we want community, we want love and support. And if potentially the person that you're dating doesn't have that capacity, then maybe they shouldn't be dating you and maybe you shouldn't be dating them. So it's just some food for thought. I would say, be open, be honest. If it's a first date, I would say, you know, take it with a grain of salt because you don't even know what, you know, if, if it'll go beyond that. I've had many first dates where it didn't go beyond anything. And so, you know, just take it with a grain of salt. You know, not everyone is 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 meant to be in your life long-term. Um, it's only a, a small circle of people who will be in your life long-term. And so consider that too, consider that too before you make any announcements to the world about your diagnosis before before you personally can understand it and you know have the time and space to chew on it and to really comprehend everything that's going on so take the time and space for you first and then consider everyone else and and that's what i would say and that's what i did actually i i took the time and space for me to understand it to do my research to understand what my next steps were so that i can walk my loved ones including my husband now, but at the time we were just dating, walk him through my next steps and what was going on so that he can understand and support me. And he can just be there for me emotionally, spiritually, mentally, physically, in all aspects and in all capacities. So I hope this has helped when it comes to dating with alopecia. I think the right one will always be there for you. The right one will never be afraid of of anything that happens just the opposite they're going to want to be more involved they're going to want to be there for you they're going to want to just do anything and everything possible and in their capacity to to help you thrive and to help you win this because you can win this and so th these are the type of people that we want on our team and the people who shy away the people who are scared the people who don't have time the people who don't want to give time or effort or energy into into our healing journey well then that's okay that's their choice but you know you decide who who stays in your life and who who goes and, and ultimately that's you are the key to your future you are the key to to your community you are the key to to your inner circle so i would say be very mindful of that because when you are healing from anything including hair loss you want positive upbeat optimistic people people who are there for you people who love and support you unconditionally and i think this is a, a word and a term that isn't really understood wholeheartedly unconditional love is loving somebody with or without hair, 
with or without health, with or without, you know, many characteristics, many qualities. And so when someone loves you unconditionally, you know, they're not waiting for you to change. Maybe they want you and encourage you to get healthier. That's something different than, you know, waiting for you to change and, and, and do something about a certain habit or a certain uh, topic, but loving you unconditionally is loving you as is right now, not your future self, not your past self, but as you are right now, a hundred percent mind, body, spirit. And, and that's what we need. We need those friends who love us right now. We need those family members who love us right now as is. And so, yes, we can change. Yes, we can improve. Yes, we can better ourselves, but unconditional love is still a needed ingredient for all of that. We still need to love ourselves unconditionally right where we are, right where we are in this journey for healing, but then also our future selves because our future selves are going to show and develop and we will change and hopefully they will embrace that change too. You know, it's it's taken a while for my family to embrace the changes that I've made and I'm very disciplined. And so I've made these changes and, you know, I talk to them because they see that my health continues to to expand and to just be incredible. And they also see that regardless of whether family members are older or younger than me, that a lot of times their health isn't where it should be. And so they start to churn and say, okay, what can I learn from Johanna? What can I learn from her instead of, you know, criticizing her or instead of like saying, oh, or instead of, you know, isolating her. And so people will come around, you know, family, friends, loved ones will come around. So not to worry about that. But when it comes to dating, you know, I feel like the strong will survive. If the guys, the guy or the girl or whoever is meant to be in your life, they will stay. They will embrace the challenge of conquering alopecia with you. They will stand by your side, regardless of whether you go bald or not, or whether you are already bald or not, they will love you. And if they don't love you, well, then you can show them the door because you are worth so much with or without your hair. You are worthy of love unconditional love with or without your hair and you deserve better. So show them the door, expect better and you'll get better. And that's, that's part of it, right? Expecting more, expecting better so that that type of love comes back to us. And so it's not like, you know, it's not like a bunch of girls and then you raising your hand, pick me, pick me. And then, you know, trying to compare yourself with other women. That's not it. It's holding true to your values, to your morals and who you are and loving yourself just as you are. Of course, we all want to get better. We all want to, you know, take baby steps or, or changes or leaps to change and do better for sure. But they need to love you now, today, as is. The future self is great too, but today, now, as is, unconditional love. And I think that's the the goal here in, in any partnership, right? In any, in any relationship that, that there should be an unconditional love and an unconditional type of patience and, and respect. And so it starts with us. It starts with loving ourselves so much that we either, you know, enforce that or we don't enforce that from others. But I'm almost positive that if you're listening to this podcast, you're already on the healing journey and the person who is that you're dating or seeing or in a relationship with, they're supporting you. And if they're not, again, you can show them the door. You can also have those conversations with them, but then you know, ultimately we decide, you decide how we want our life, how we want to live and who we want to share that with. You know, do we want to share that with people who love and support us unconditionally or not? We have that choice, but loving yourself first, first and foremost, that's, that's the foundation to everything. I look forward to speaking to you on the next podcast. In the meantime, take care, subscribe, and please rate and review our podcast, Alopecia Angel, Awaken to Hair Growth. All the best to you. Take care. 
Thank you for listening to the Alopecia Angel podcast, a positive light in healing alopecia. You can do this and we can help. Spread the word that reversing alopecia is possible by telling your friends and family.